Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. India have the upper hand at stumps on day one of the Boxing Day test. Having lost the toss, India were made to bowl and bowl they did, dismissing Australia for 195 inside 73 overs. Jasper Bumrah picked up four wickets and Ravi Ashwin three, while it was debutant Mohamed Suraj who was arguably the pick of the bowlers with two for 40 from 15 overs. India lost opener Mike Agarwal LBW to Mitch Stark before stumps and India's other debutant Shubman Gill should have joined him if Manas Labashain could have held on to a catch at third slip. Well, that's very close. And given a wonderful over from Mitchell Stark. And he finishes with a wicket. Gill made up to 28 from 38 balls to be there at the end of the day, with India 1 for 36, trailing by 159 runs. We caught up with Test legend Ricky Ponting in the third session for his take on another pulsating day of Test cricket. Ricky Ponting, we're speaking again with Australia behind in the game, but let's start back at the beginning of the day. Australia went in with an unchanged 11, but India made four changes. Gil, Siraj, Pant and Jadeja in for Kohli, Shami, Saha and Shaw. What did you make of those changes? Pretty much expected with the changes. I expected Australia to go in unchanged on the back of a pretty comprehensive win last week in Adelaide. India, I wasn't sure if they'd go in with another bowler or if they'd bring in another batsman. With Coley not being there, I thought they might have even brought a, a KL Rahuli maybe to the middle order. Um, Shubman Gill, I thought, was probably potentially going to come in when Coley left anyway. But I was umming and ahhing whether you know, Pritvi Shaw might, might have stayed into the side. Obviously, the forced change with Mohamed Shami meant that Siraj got an opportunity and he's bowled really well, actually. So... Look, so far today, India have dominated the day again and Australia got their backs to the wall early in the test match. Mm. Joe Burns finished the first test unbeaten on 51, but today was out for a 10-ball duck. Last time we spoke, Ricky, you said you were going to send him a text. Did you send it and what did you say to him? I didn't send him a text because I actually caught up with him after the game. Well, not caught up with him. I spoke to him after the game. We were sharing the same hotel in Adelaide as, uh, as we all sort of have to in a state. And... I did social distance. I stayed about three or four metres away from him, but just wanted to congratulate him on, on how, how well I thought he played and, um, you know, to probably just to silence everyone for a little while, although it's probably going to start up again today. Um, you know, Boomer bowled beautifully to him early on. The wicket offered something, you know, not just in the, in the morning session, but I think right through the course of the day, there's been something there for all bowlers. You know, Ashwin's been outstanding and we know how good Boomer is and, and Siraj has done well on debut. So... Um, if you look at Burns' dismissal today, I mean, it's, a, it's, a, it's a slight technical deficiency, I think, where he sort of does forward defend the ball a long way from his body. Um, you know, there was a, a comparison I did with him and Marnus. They, they almost faced exactly the same delivery. Marnus played his off the back foot and let it go, and Burns was sort of lunging onto the front foot late and pushing it one outside off stump. So I know it's something that he'll continually be working on, and, and we saw him in the Nets prior to today he was working on on his forward defence knowing that India would probably attack him there and unfortunately Boomer got the better of him today. With Matthew Wade making 30 is Wade now ahead of Burns for when David Warner comes back? You ask me all the tough ones um, hmm. I don't know uh, that's why I'm not a selector that's why I'm standing up in the commentary box questioning what the selectors might do look um, 
Potentially, yeah, potentially is. I think if you look at the last couple of innings, and I, got, I know Burns got 50-odd in the second innings in Adelaide, but if you look at the last two innings uh, in isolation, then you, you would say that at the moment Wade looked to be in better touch. I think that's pretty fair to say, even the way that Wade started today. You know, he looked a lot more positive. He played a couple of nice cover drives early and a straight drive early. So, you know, right now it looks to me that Wade is probably in better touch than Burns, but then you've got to look at, you know, the age, the ages of the players and how long these guys might be around for and... You know the potential of Burns, you know, possibly being around for the next Ashes series and things like that. So, I think the selectors will weigh all those sorts of things up um, before they make a decision. But let's not forget, there's another, there's the second innings of this game as well, and, and we'd hope that Burns would be able to, you know, fight back strong and make some runs in the second innings. Well, Burns wasn't the only player to make a duck. Steve Smith was caught at leg slip off Ravi Ashwin without scoring. That's Smith's first duck against India and first in four years. Uh, Ricky, does Smith look out of form or just out of runs? I don't think you can say he's out of form. I mean, he's, he's been out to spin twice, hasn't he? Uh, hasn't faced a lot of balls. You know, today, the Indian bowling attack started really well against him. And, and we're making some, some, some comparisons between you know, last summer when New Zealand were here and how they started to Labashane and Smith. They were just able to score really freely. You know, once the ball stopped swinging, you know, the, the New Zealand seam attack had no answer to how to bowl to Smith or Labashane. It's been a different story this time around. India are, are much better prepared, I think, when they tend to bowl better with the old ball because that's what they're used to bowling in, in, in India. You know, they're bowling with an old ball that's not doing much. So they a, a, adjust and adapt their lines and lengths really well, particularly to new players. And they've made Labashane and Smith work for every run that they've scored. And, and you know, Smith's only made the one so far. But yeah, you know, we know what he's like. Um, I wouldn't like to be rooming next to him the next couple of nights because he'll be shadow batting all night and thumping the bat onto the ground. But look, he'll bounce back at some stage in this series and probably even potentially in the second innings here. How about the performance of Ashwin, not only in this match but the tour so far? He doesn't look like the bowler who struggled in Australia in the past. Yeah, he's, um, he's learnt from previous tours. There's no doubt about that. We've, we've had a look at some things today. He's bowling a bit slower in the air in this tour than he has in previous tours. I think he's been a bit guilty of being, uh, bowling a bit flat and a bit fast on good Australian pitches in the past and has been easily picked off. He's changed his pace up really well. You know, it's, he's been operating sort of mid-80s, but he's dropped it down to, you know, 81, 82 k's an hour and all the way up to nearly 96 k's an hour. So he's varied his pace really well, but I think it's his, his execution and his pressure that he's built. You know, even today, I think, you know, with Cam Green's dismissal, I think Ashwin can take a, a big part of, of that. You know, it's, Green just didn't score off him for about five or six overs in a row and build pressure, and that's what you have to do in Test cricket. You've got to find ways to keep yourself in the game. And if you're a bowler, in conditions that aren't suiting, you got to find a way to keep yourself on. And that's what Ashwin did. I thought he, after the, his initial spell, when the ball did turn and bounce quite a bit, he had adapted and adjusted and bowled a bit straighter and a, and a bit faster and just tied up the one end. So, yeah, that's really good team bowling from, from a, a very experienced bowler. After being three for 38, Australia rallied through Manus, Labashane and Travis Head. And just as Head looked good, he got out in the 30s. He's got a bit of a reputation about getting out after getting in, Ricky. How does he, how does he fix that? Well, it's just got to be a concentration thing. Um, because yeah, he actually, through different times of his innings today, he probably looked as good as any of the batsmen, you know, moving on the front foot and the back foot. He was de- defending the ball quite nicely. Um, and then just probably fended at one outside his body that he, he didn't need to push at. But even, well, once again with that, if you look at the build-up to that dismissal, it was classic sort of mid-day one um, dismissal where India had pitched the ball up early when it was new. They got a bit older and a bit softer and it wasn't swinging. They, they changed their length. They put two back on the hook. Um, they were v- very aggressive after the lunch break um, and they eventually got their man. You know, le- even the three balls leading up to Head's dismissal, they were all bounces, all short balls directed at the body. Um, so that says a lot about, I think, the captaincy of Rahane, but also the skills and the execution of this Indian fast bowling brigade. Mm. How about the captaincy of Rahane stepping up for Virat Kohli? What have you made of his efforts in the field? 
Look, I think it's been brilliant so far. I think we're all a little bit worried about how they're going to pick themselves up after Adelaide. I think they've actually probably looked potentially better today. You know, Rahane's field placements, bowling changes have all pretty much been spot on. But, you know, obviously with the captaincy and making bowling changes and fielding, um, fielding, changing the field, you need guys to be able to execute well. And, you know, some of the wickets they've got today, even Smith at leg slip early on, I think that was a, that was a set plan. Joe Burns' dismissal would have been exactly how they, they would have wanted it. I think Cam Green was set up today as well. Siraj bowled some really good outswingers to him and then bowled an inswinger back down the line that trapped him in front. So I think there's been a lot of planning gone into it. And Rahane's going to take a lot of the credit for that. Um, you know, I could work with him at Delhi this year. He's a, he's a very smart cricketer. He, he's, a, he's a terrific bloke. Uh, works exceptionally hard on his own game. But just seems today that the Indian boys have got right in behind him and, and they're working for each other, which is always good to see. Manus made 48 and looked better than he did in Adelaide. He overturned an LBW decision against him and he was the only player who actually thought he was not out. Uh, what did you make of that review and his knock today? Yeah, look, I think to the naked eye, when we saw it, where it sort of struck him on the pad, um, you know, obviously it was in line. So as soon as we saw the replay, we thought height would be the only issue. I was a bit surprised it was missing by that much. I thought, if anything, it might have been an umpire's call. Um, but that, I think, just goes to show how much bounce Ashwin was getting early on. Marnison was a reasonable stride forward as well. Um, but if anything, this morning, Ashwin looked difficult to play because of how much bounce he was getting. So, um, yeah, I think anyone that you speak to around the ground, and certainly, certainly past players anyway, most of the guys would have, watching it front on would have thought that, that that was out. But at the end of the day, that's why we have the technology, isn't it? Because... Um, you know, we, we, even, we even as past players are not always right. And that makes the umpire's job that little bit harder as well. Mm, you mentioned that uh, the bounce in the pitch. What have you made of the wicket? It's got pace, bounce, it's spinning for the spinners and seeming for the quick bowlers. I think it's been a really good day one wicket. I think there's been something there for everyone. I think it's proven even with Manus that if you, if you bat well and apply yourself and trust your defence, you can make runs out there. But I think, I think what we've seen today, if you, if you, if you get bogged down um, like Cam Green did and find it hard to score, then... Um, there was one there with your name on it, probably, whether it from a, from a spinner or for a quick. So, um, you know, looking at the wicket before the game started, I think what I've seen so far is probably everything that you would, you, you would have thought it was going to happen. There's 11 mils of grass on the wicket, so there's a lot of grass on it. So you can expect that there was going to be some swing and some seam movement. And as we know with Adelaide Oval now, with the, with the eight or nine mils of grass that they leave on it there, it tends to spin early in the game as well. And it's exactly the same thing has happened here. So... Uh, no surprises. I, I think it'll be a better wicket, obviously, as the game goes on. But right the way through, I think there'll be something there with the new ball just because of the sheer amount of grass that's been left on the surface. You mentioned him before, but Mohamed Saraj making his debut. What about Saraj impresses you? I've liked his aggression. He's been willing to use his short ball. Um, but the, the one thing I liked in the lead-up to Green's wicket and even when Payne came to the crease, at the 55-60 over mark, the ball started swinging. The ball was swinging. And he's a noted new ball bowler. He's someone that's done really well in domestic cricket in, in India with the brand new ball and I thought he might have his challenges here once the ball got a bit older but no, he's bowled really well, his discipline has been good, um, his length has been really good, he had a lot of LBW shouts, obviously the wicket of Green but he had another one against Tim Payne that was hitting the top of the stumps, um, so I think he's, uh, he's looked very much a, a test match bowler, in fact looking at him today I, he's actually looked a better bowler than, than Umesh Yadav today as far as I'm concerned so um, Really good signs with for him and, and with, with Saini in their squad as well. India again have been able to find a couple of really good promising fast bowlers. Manus caught a leg slip. Tim Payne caught a leg slip. Steve Smith caught a leg slip. Is that just coincidence or good planning or is there a flaw maybe the Indians have uncovered? No, look, it's, I think it's um, an underused tactic to be honest um, for off spinners anyway, especially when there's bounce. Um, we've seen Nathan Lyon bowl with a leg slip a lot. Um, through his career and guys that get overspin on the ball if you're lunging forward as a right hander 
off spinners get a bit of overspin. As soon as, as soon as you miss anything but in the middle of the bat, it just it just goes in the air behind square leg. The leg slip. Yeah, look, actually look at Payne's one today. Payne's was a lot finer than Steve Smith, I reckon. Steve, Steve Smith's one, the fielder was in a lot finer position. Um, and that's what I was talking about, Rahane and, and even Ashwin. You know, they've they've got had their fielders where they where they thought the catch is going to go and it's gone there. So. Um, but we were talking about it off air before. The amount of catches that you see now off the fast bowlers at Leg Gully uh, is astounding. I mean, the last three or four years, whether it's in Australia or wherever it is, um, we've had a lot of our players caught there. And, and even thinking back to two years ago, I think it was here at the MCG, Pat Cummins got a few of the Indian guys caught at sort of a Leg Gully area as well. So um, it's becoming more of a tactic in the game. Um, you know, what happens when a, a fast bowler pushes one down the leg side? The tendency for right-handers is just to fall over a little bit. If you fall into the offside, to try and keep the ball down on the leg side becomes that little bit more difficult. So, look, as this game goes on, I reckon we'll see even the Australians, I think, will have a leg gully in there for, for a lot of the time, particularly against the Indian right-handers. Tim Payne couldn't re- replicate those heroics from Adelaide, uh, but he did survive a very, very close run out. It looked like the decisive vision was between frames. What did you think, Ricky, in or out? Um, I think too much doubt to give out so I think if there's if there's such a thing as benefit the doubt in the game anymore then I think that one had to go with pain I mean the first angles we saw looked like he might have only been on the line and certainly had nothing over the line but I think it just got too difficult for the third umpire to conclusively say that he was that he was in or out so therefore the benefit went to the um went to, to Payne. but um that would be my reading of it I mean the, the argument that you'll have is you know, there wasn't enough evidence to suggest that he was out, but by the same token, there wasn't enough suggestion to say, uh, evidence to show that he was in, so therefore benefit of the doubt had to go to the batter. It just shows, uh, it looks like Australia going to be bowled out on day one, that India have got a lot of fight left in them. They got rolled for 36, lost the first test in dramatic fashion, but they've come back uh, in Melbourne and look like a completely different side. Well, let's wait and see until they bat on it yet. I mean, it's, it's hard to judge a test match until, you know, both teams are batted on the wicket. I'm pretty sure our guys will be looking forward to bowling on that, on that deck as well, so who knows that... You know, Australia, eight for 180 now. That could end up being a good score, uh, and it might not be. But, um, you know, India have bowled well. Australia have struggled a little, a little bit with a bat. But, you know, if, if our boys bowl like they bowled in Adelaide, then I guarantee you every single one of those Indian batsmen is going to struggle out here as well. Finally, Ricky, what did you get for Christmas? Nothing. <laughs> Nothing. I got to see my parents for the first time in almost two years, actually. Um, we got mum and dad to come up, which was nice. It's been a while since the kids have seen them as well, so... If anything, that was that was my present for the day. It was uh, to get to spend the day or a couple of days actually with with, with mum and dad, and um, the kids had a great day. So yeah, that was that was pretty much my present for Christmas Day. That's it for Ricky's recap of day one. Don't forget to subscribe to the Unplayable podcast so you don't miss any of Ricky Ponting's analysis this summer. But for all your live scores, breaking news, and video highlights, head to cricket.com.au and the CA Live app. 
There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com.